Tim, and it is the morning. It sure is. And we're outside. It's actually a very nice day here in LA. Yeah, we're in the shadow of the lovely Griffith Observatory. And uh, two nights ago, Tim and I went to the Man's Chinese Theater to go see Insidious The Last Key, aka Insidious 4. AKA the last Insidious movie I think I'll ever watch. (laughs) What? You didn't like it? We'll get into it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, But should we start off with something that has scared us? Sure. What do you, you You got anything? I do. I was thinking about this. Um, Basements scare me. Was there a time when Yeah, I think this primarily comes from the movie Ghoulies. I don't know, I, I don't even remember the movie well enough to know, like, what the scenes were, but I think there's a scene early on where the kid has, like, a bouncy ball, and he, like, it, like, you know, bounces down the stairs into a creepy basement, and my house growing up had a fairly creepy basement as well, so I had this whole thing of, like, when I was down there, the lights had to be on, and in order to leave, you had to turn the lights off because the light switch was at the bottom of the stairs, so I had this whole, like, ritual where I would... You know, I'd stand at the bottom of the stairs, but face the basement, so my back is to the (laughs) stairs. I'd hit the light switch and then run up the stairs real quick and then turn back around to make sure nothing had followed me up. Yeah. What was it that would have been following you in your imagination? (laughs) Who knows? That's the scary thing. A ghoulie, I guess. I don't know. That just reminds me of, you know, the classic, like, Home Alone. Yeah. Just got to face your fears. I, I was trying to think of something that's more from recent or from my adult life, oh. but I still haven't gotten there oh, yet okay. <laughs> because I feel like, I don't know, just there are these seminal things that scared us so much when you're a yeah. kid in that place. Um, but similar to my last ones, I um, I remember I was, this is so funny because like I love horror now and like haunted houses and stuff, but I just remember when I was a kid and going on this like really shitty haunted house at the local fair the marine county fair that was just like a just a sort of single train like it would just do a small loop through like a little tiny area but at the way at the way end of it or was it the way beginning of it there was just something that just like popped out it wasn't even an actual person but just some like like monster yeah. I'm sure terrible looking but I I was trying to think why was and I just was crying I remember that I was just crying when I was coming out and saying why was that so scary as a kid it was just that idea of that there are things that like would take glee in in frightening you yeah. I think that's what hit me at that level where it was a first time experiencing sort of like this deliberate like I'm not going to help you <laughs> I'm not going to be nice to you that's awesome but maybe I think since then I loved it but anyway it, great it, it actually that that's a good um good one for today considering that I think the insidious movie is really relying heavily on the classic jump scare shock boo yeah loud noise thing jumps out and you know yep for three frames <laughs> god that was i guess this movie in a nutshell so should we 
get into it then. People who need help with matters that can't be explained come to me. These hauntings can be terrifying things. I should know I've faced many evils in my life. This one is different, though. The haunted house. Yeah. So let's do a uh, let's do a summary. Okay. Should I do it? No, you should do it. Okay. Uh, I didn't write one out, and I'm <laughs> That's horrible okay. at summaries. Oh, okay. I'll do it then. It was. <laughs> I'll try. We'll we'll tag team it. So, um, what's her name? Oh my God, Elise. 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 I think was her name. Ali, uh, 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 she's a gifted since a child medium and she is forced to face her childhood demons, both literal and metaphorical when she gets her, her most personal case yet and must return to her childhood home, uh, for a, 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 a poltergeist exorcist whatever you call it a right. ghost ridding yeah a cleaning a cleaning <laughs> yeah that's pretty much it yeah i guess we could also say that um in in terms of the framework of the insidious movies let me see if i can get this right number one insidious one is after this one yep uh insidious two is after Insidious 1, chronologically. Insidious 3 is before this, before the last key. So that chronolog- chronologically is the first one. And this kind of spans um, the gap between 3 and 1. And starts as far back as um, oh, yeah. her childhood, which I guess was in the 50s during... The, right. It was very obvious that was the atomic bomb scare time, because yeah, exactly. all that was on TV then was <laughs> duck and cover. Yeah, her, her dad is... That's, God, that's all he watches, apparently. placed, just like... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Drunk dad. Okay, yep. uh, well, how about things that worked for us? What worked? What worked for you? What worked for you? Work like a charm, Smith. What worked? What worked for you? Oh, oh boy. I have to admit, I guess I can call this a thing that worked. Um, and I'm a little ashamed to admit this. The fur, the the jump scares actually startled me. Well, the man's Chinese theater is notoriously loud. That's true. Maybe that's all it was. <laughs> it was, yeah, the jump scares. I have a, I have a, and I, this is not, I, like, this is, a, I think, a fairly commonly held um, opinion. I, the, the type of jump scare, scare that exists now, I think, is really, really cheap. It's essentially, a, you know, a loud noise. That's, that's basically all it is. Now, having said that, this movie actually does do like it makes an effort later in the movie to play with the jump scare and with the audience's anticipation of that. So I appreciate that. 
um, but they they hammer it in the first act. There mm-hmm. are three pretty quick in a row jump scares that are all formulaic, like the same the same thing. You know, you think they're gonna find something in one spot, it's not there. And then the jump scare is com- comes around the corner. I wonder if that's supposed them. to be the equivalent of like the first drop on a roller coaster, where it's just like people go who are the Insidious fans and are like, yeah. just want it fast and now. Yeah, and I think it's also priming the pump, right? Like it's psychologically getting you in this mindset of jump scares are a thing that's going to happen in this. Mm. And 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 I think in other movies, usually what happens is they don't then change the formula after they've set it up yeah they just keep doing that and by the end of the movie you are totally desensitized from the jump scare or your kind of adrenaline from the initial jump scares has waned down so things aren't actually that scary in the rest of the movie i wonder if those initial jump scares are more supposed to be like these aren't the scary ones these are supposed to Mm. give you anticipation like you said priming the pump anticipation for the ones that hopefully will be more um out of nowhere yeah um and and as we go through the movie we'll i'll get to um i think the one scene that really deliberately tries to get you ready for a jump scare and goes a little too long not too long but they they extend it out and then when the jump scare actually happens you've kind of let your guard down and it was it was okay i mean you knew it was coming but it, it was okay uh i actually have a good amount of things, things what? that worked for me. So how did Can I just say, it? I did not like this movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, we wanted to start with saying, no, should we? Yeah, say? yeah. Let's say, uh, yeah, let's say now. We have a rating system we want to try out, and we meant to do it right after the summary. That's right. Um, and can you go over the rating system as okay. quickly as we can? So here we go. It's, it's, it's essentially four things, but I think predominantly it will always only be three. <laughs> so the first thing is the highest praise would be I would buy this movie Five meaning star not not rent buy meaning you would buy a copy a hard copy of this or I guess a digital copy but you would buy it to own I love it enough to own it yeah, yeah. the second tier would be I'd pay to rent it which I think is fair yeah that's pretty you know it's good you you're willing to fork over four dollars yeah. or whatever it I is I rent stuff on iTunes yeah exactly uh, and then the sort of the next one of like it's not great is just stream it, mm-hmm. <laughs> stream it for free. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe yeah. it's worth watching. Has some moments or this actor or whatever. And as we've talked about before too, you know, we're we're not really inclined to ever say don't see a thing. So that that would be the fourth one, I guess. But yeah, the f- but like there's always a you know, I don't want to tell people not to see a thing. Right. Because if this is maybe where it's more, I mean, this is these are pretty subjective personal ratings. So it's like for us, I would not have wanted if someone could have warned me, I would want to, you know, say avoid this. Can't can't get that time back. Yeah, what you you were saying though, Tim, is like for horror movies though, I don't know. There is something to going to the bottom of the barrel or whatever. (laughs) Right. Like bad can be good for what. Because I want to get into for this, things that yeah. worked for me might be enough for you to want to see this. Totally. Um, so I'll say first thing that worked for... Oh, no. So what did, I, what did we give this one? Oh, I'm going to have to say... I guess I'm going to have to say stream it. I, I'm, I'm not going to go so far as to be like, don't 
don't watch it or you can't get that time back. I, I feel a little bit like I can't get that time back, but I think there is some value in this movie and I didn't hate it. I just, it's not for me. Yeah. God, I guess I'm some, I wanted to say, I wanted to say avoid it. <laughs> but, wow. But now between you, the two of us of who I thought would, would say that. Right. But, <laughs> but, but you saying that makes me want to say stream it. Um, it's just that it's okay here. We'll get to this by the end, but I want to say avoid it more out of protest. Like oh, at yeah, a certain, that's fair. Cer- certain sort of filmmaking. Yep. Um, which I guess if you aren't supporting it money wise, I'll just say stream it. So that's my, that's my official <laughs> right. thing. Okay. Cause things that worked for me, um, the story, I thought okay. just in like a horror yarn way, it was really cool. First of all, to have a lead that was an older woman. Yes. And then, as I said in the summary, dealing with her demons from her childhood and then versus essentially a, and yeah, someone who's like, we get is a sort of adept at this. Mm-hmm. And this is them versus a key-themed demon that traps souls. I thought that was super cool yeah. as a story. Like, I like that, and I would have loved it if it had been done better or, like, was in another <laughs> thing. But, I mean, yeah. as far as those elements, those existed in it, and I liked those in itself. Yeah. Man. And then just because this is sort of attached to it real quick, something that worked is the, the key demon like itself I thought it looked really cool it was a neat creature design I liked it like I didn't see any of the trailers which I watched afterwards so like using its key fingers to like steal away your throat as Little Mermaid as it was I thought it was neat (laughs) and then I liked that it had this realm that was just sort of this endless thing of cells with the souls trapped in them I thought all that was cool yeah I agree Um, I guess there, you, you just made me think of something and now I've lost it. There's another thing that I kind of appreciate about this movie that I I suppose I'll put into the like things I, I liked. Um, it was that in the if you've seen the previous insidious movies, one of one of my big complaints about the design of them in, in particular is the design of the spirits. It's incredibly theatrical, right? Like it's it's like, you know, really really um i don't know how you even explain this the makeup is it it doesn't look it it's not it's not based in reality right yeah, like it's it's not makeup. like yeah it it is makeup it's like really really extreme lipstick and eyeshadow you know on like the the female ghost with like white paint yeah. faces you know and and i don't it completely takes me out this one didn't do that it was a full creature versus just right. makeup. Yeah. And even the other spirits, I think there's only a couple. There's a there's a woman who sort of helps lead Elise around. Like she's not constructed or, or visually constructed in that same sort of over the top, almost clownish way that, that the previous movies have done. Um, and so I I was glad that that was the case. It, it didn't really help or hinder anything. It just, I, I, I just personally really don't like the other version from the, the other three movies. Well, what about this one? You're talking, about, you're talking about things that worked for you. So, yeah. Yeah. This one. So that counts. Yeah. I mean, it counts that at least they didn't do that. So I, yeah. I was glad. <laughs> yeah. I like things that are more kind of rooted in some semblance of, of reality. And I, and I get it. it it's with the other movies it's their take on it mm-hmm. you know what i mean they they made a design choice that's fine um but it just doesn't work for me so in this one i was glad that i got something that worked yeah 
which was surprising. <laughs> Monsters in a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I liked the uh, the drunk guy who is currently living at the place. Yeah. Who then betrays them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you like the characterization? The characterization. Okay. He he was the one like character that seemed to fit in this weird non-reality that mm. this film takes place in. Um, which yeah. I'll get to. Oh like, man! As far as just yeah. how it's not <laughs> the real life world that we live in is how people that act. But he true. just seemed like he just sort of was hamming it up he in the really, right, he really in was. the right way. And I wish he was in it more. Yeah. Um, but he had a fun <laughs> intro. Uh, I you how you were saying you liked the jump scares. I liked not the jump part of them, but like the gimmicky part of them. I think mm-hmm. that's what this filmmaker is actually good at in the sense of like. Um, just what are fun yeah gimmicks you can do so just like there's the silhouette of the person walking up behind her and uh as soon as she spins around it's like immediately a coat rack yeah to see that all in camera i thought was cool and then i loved um when the uh when she crawls into the uh when she's like crawling into the what is it not the crawl space but like the vent area and finds the old luggage, mm. and she's going through them one by one. Yeah. And it's like, you know something's coming. Yep. And then the the demon, like, bursts out of the luggage when she opens it, like, on time number three, opening the luggage. It was just a cool-looking right. demon. It wasn't necessarily a jump moment for me, but it was, like, a neat gimmick. Again, it coming out of the yeah. luggage to but scare the, us. But that, that, to me, was the moment that they really belabored the the anticipation of a jump scare because what they're doing is it's, is sort of a very standard jump scare setup which is you have some object that opens or closes or whatever that obscures the frame right so when you open the suitcase you don't know you cannot see what's behind mm-hmm. it and you know more than likely when she closes the suitcase there's going to be a thing behind it and scare you yeah they do that at least three times and there's nothing behind it and she keeps like raising the flashlight going like she she even she's knows looking for it yeah she's <laughs> right? like i've done this before and something's gonna jump yeah. out at me and they defy that setup by having the thing come out of the suitcase yeah. which which i i do appreciate that they've made an effort to go we're gonna subvert this trope just a little bit and try to keep you off guard. Right. Good That's gimmick. good. And the, the, the tension was even starting from like when they were first discovering the vent area and like yeah. reaching through the fan and it was like, yeah, oh, you're is like, the fan oh. going to turn on? But yeah, he even, he, <laughs> he even, I don't know if this is a mistake or purposeful or, or, or just happy accident or whatever, but when he puts his arm through it, he brushes the fan and it, and it starts to move, right? Like it moves just a little bit and you're thinking, I know his hands go- coming off and it doesn't and it's like okay cool Great. <laughs> yeah good thanks for not doing that thing that's super obvious right <laughs> right which it, at the same time though it seemed like that one was like where they felt like oh we know or it just felt a little too like like not actually smart smart yeah they're pointing at it yeah yeah like okay yeah okay yeah it's not gonna happen great um but i was more making the point how they were just starting the tension from the get-go yeah in that scene um other individual things that worked for you in this or you know oh the the actor's name um what is his name the brother elise's brother as an adult um, his name is Bruce Davidson. Oh, yeah. He has really two scenes, essentially. 
And in the first scene, his introduction scene, when he sort of sees Elise and she says, you know, like he recognizes her as his sister, his performance is incredibly good. Mm-hmm. It it, do, it almost doesn't fit in this movie. Yeah, if only he didn't speak the dialogue, it would have worked. I mean, yeah, exactly. He, I mean, he showed up and did his work. Yeah, for sure. And I really, really like appreciate that. Just that amount of dedication to being an actor. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's awesome to see. He, anyone could have entered this movie being like, yeah, it's an insidious movie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my thing, and you know, mm-hmm. get a paycheck and walk away. Um, and you know, I like it when a, when an actor really says, no, I'm going to, I'm going to show you what I got. We're both tip wearing hats. So we'll tip yeah, our hats tip our to Bruce. To Bruce. Showing yeah. For Which, sure. You know what? I'll just say off of that. This was more something I was saving for things of note, but, uh, the main, the main actor, Lin Shay, you know, it's, he really does carry all these movies. And as I was sort of reading yeah. fan reviews and reviews of it, and I'd agree with them that she is the heart oh, yeah. of the insidious no films. And, and she does, She it's like, God, as soon as she says the dialogue, I wish it was something different, but like her, her giving it her all. And it's, and she has a, she has a fun yeah. stage presence. I guess. She really does. And, and, and there's unfortunately because of, you know, I think you're right. Part of it is the writing. Um, it's, it's very, it's a very slippery, slippery slope with this type of movie that when you when you are really putting some gusto into your acting and showing up and and like trying to dig deep to sort of give a performance with not great writing, it slips dangerously close to melodrama. And there were moments when I was like, okay, we, we get it. This is an important moment, but is it, is it that big of a moment? You know what I mean? Like, would, would a real person in this situation really be, like, on the verge of tears this much, you know, in this movie, in this situation? And so, in two ways, you know, I'm commending the actors for going there and, and, and doing their work, but it tonally maybe not exactly the thing that that works for this structure or this type of construct, I guess. I'm excited to get to that for things that didn't work. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, another quick thing I liked, just um, this d- didn't really become a story. Uh, this didn't really become too much of a thing, but I do like it in horror movies or supernatural movies when Western medicine is incredulous or unhelpful in the face of of the paranormal or supernatural so that came when like you remember the daughter or the her her niece gets taken to the hospital and just oh you know oh save her do something but it just is is futile because she's actually in the spirit realm that's right so i like that and that sort of brings me into i also really liked um Maybe this is part of, you know, I said I like this story, the whole concept of astral projection and spirit realms. And I just thought that was cool seeing in a horror film as, as I yeah. guess, as, I want to say as unrealistic right. you know, well, as it may be. I think they're fascinating concepts and it was neat to see just sort of done as a device. Yeah. No, I, I dig that. I, I, there was one other thing that I sort of on the, the, on the tail of, of, 
appreciating the actors. I really thought the casting was quite good. I'll get to some casting that I thought was not good when we do that, uh, things we didn't like, but I thought the, 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 the young Elise, there's two versions of her. There's sort of like a maybe 10, 12-ish year old. Yeah. And then a uh, 16-year-old. Both of those were good. Um, and, and I, you know, I, as we said, obviously Elise is a good actress. Um, the dad, good. The, the guy who owns the house, good. Uh, you know, casting-wise, I like all of those. So that, you know, good job casting department. Right. Yeah, the, the casting, I don't know if this is actually, like, something that worked for me because it's sort of like, what do you say, a, 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 a non-existent or a negative? I don't know. Anyway, I was just, <laughs> I was glad that the actor who is, was in the other Insidious movies and the Conjuring movies, Patrick Wilson, I was really <laughs> happy he wasn't in this. I think it's what, funny that you don't like him. Yeah, well, what made me... Okay, <laughs> so... So like what you're saying about the, the it's like the actors are cast well, but like I don't know, and they're sort of like they 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 do a good I don't know what am I trying to say like like I'm always cringing watching the actors in the movies having to do this stuff, but like all the other actors I could see them doing a good job like in a better version of this movie kind of oh, thing. Oh yeah, totally. And like. They also bring like whatever semblance semblance of humanity exists in these characters. <laughs> they bring it to them. Yeah. So this is more just trying to commend the casting in this one and Lin Shay again. But for whatever Patrick Wilson, he just makes like the problems just as glaring as possible. Like I think I'm highly aware of it because I like pay attention to these things that yeah. we're gonna complain about, which <laughs> we haven't been able to resist. But we're gonna get into even more. But for whatever reason, him, it's just like the writings on the wall, and I. I was happy I was able to actually, I think, get into it more than I did The Conjuring 2, which is the only, like, I've seen the first Insidious and the first, or in Conjuring 2, as far as this, this universe or this filmmaker's whatever. So you're Patrick Wilson'd out. Yeah, and I was just so, <laughs> like, I was actually, like, mad, like, watching it with him, because I'm like, it's so obvious how bad this movie is, but this, it's like, these other actors, as you said, something about the casting, it works in its own weird way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. If you, yeah, I mean, for this movie, for me, trying to squeeze something that I liked out of it is a challenge. But <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. Okay, well, is there? Because I'm about to be fairly. So not nothing nice. left for you. You enjoyed about it. I only had one little thing. <sighs> no. Um, again, I think this is something that you know would have been better served in a better movie, but I really liked. Um, by the end just presenting the idea that the father who's like set up you know he's a horrible you know um abusive abusive man but that the father is he's a victim to his own demons versus an inherently bad person right like we see like his good soul or whatever that's been trapped away yeah you know and and it's a matter of yeah, even though, like, we're immediately like, oh, this guy, we want to kill him. He's a bad person. Like, look at all these horrible things he's doing. Yeah. It brings us that empathy towards him in that way of, like, oh, he's actually a victim to this literal demon. Right. You know, but I think um, I think if we were able to have that same attitude towards people and their non-literal demons, then the world would be a better place. And Insidious, <laughs> the last key, <laughs> presented that idea in a way I hadn't seen uh, before. Yeah, yeah, I can get behind it. Um, 
I think it's, you know, not necessary, but it's a good example of sort of taking a, I guess, a D story or C story or whatever and tying it up. Right. I don't think this was intentional. I'm just like, (laughs) I I picked up on it and I was like, (laughs) I like that. Yeah. Um, Oh, man. All right. How about things that didn't work for us? It's not ready yet. Seems to work okay. No, something important's missing. What did not work? God. I I was saying when we left the theater, I was like, God, I wish I wish I had the script because there's so much that I didn't like and I wanna be able to say all of it, but it's probably better that that I don't like have that because I would I would go on and on and on I I could easily spend two or three hours talking about why well I I actually have less I mean only a few less in as far as notes things that didn't work for me because I felt like everything you're getting at like those are specific moments what when we can talk about things that overarching don't work like why yeah you know unifyingly those moments that you're talking about don't work yeah so like all these things I may have sound like I actually liked this movie based off of you know the things I liked section <laughs> but I will say that I guess the first thing that didn't work for me is I wish I wish that the movie actually was good and well done and that it did all those things I liked justice because like all right. those things I like were really in that that uh, the micro scale mm-hmm. like liking them unto themselves but it was so hard to actually to like really get into them and appreciate them as intended when the whole thing that's holding it, the film and the filmmaking is just bad and not well done. But why is that? Why was it bad and not well done? Well, I think it's primarily bad because you have, you have a construct that has been established by the previous movies that they are beholden to, to some degree. And I think they're, they know they have a target audience, and so they're trying to play to that. Well, I think there's a certain thing to, like, being safe with what's worked before. Uh-huh. But you could have made this movie with good dialogue, and those people wouldn't have well, cared was, or known the difference. That was going to so, be my, my end yeah. point of that. I, I think the writer is not a... Is, I, I feel bad being like, you suck, but... He does things in this movie that just make my head spin. That's why you don't say he sucks. These are just things that didn't work for us. They (laughs) just... I... Yeah. (laughs) I also... The fact that he's he's in it, right? He he plays the character Specs. Oh, Um, so he gave himself the kiss with the girl at the end? Yeah. And that... that, Don't get... I mean, I'm going to go down a a long path if I'm not careful with, with this. His name's Lee Winnell. He's probably a lovely human being. I don't know. But he was the Michael Bay, I think, of horror films. In that, like, nobody speaks like a person at any point. (laughs) Right. And it just feels like it's this this sort of, like, yeah, I don't know, where it feels like everything's written by an eight-year-old boy with with no imagination. I don't want to be mean to eight-year-old boys I find it to be incredibly self-indulgent, too. Yeah. Um, in in the worst type of way, like look how funny I am, mm-hmm. and it's not like the we're we're officially in things that didn't work. Yeah, 
the humor did not work for me. It is not funny. Actually, it's fucking offensive. Yeah. There is a shitload of bullshit, sexist, just awful sexist shit that I'm sorry, but know what fucking era you're in. It's right. it's you know this movie was made in 2017, in in the you know the time of of a movement to say hey we've had enough of bullshit sexism, and this just leans so hard in the other direction, and it's so colorblind. To I mean it's just amazing to me that you have two characters who are obviously so her her sidekicks are obviously in their. I'd say 30s, maybe. Late Late 30s. 30s? Yeah. And they're gross. They're fucking Every gross Every single characters. scene with them and those the, the young women were just, like, cringeworthy. I mean, they, they've got these mid-30s dudes who are, like, drooling over the two nieces who are maybe 20. Maybe. Like, why they're still living you in this small town. You see why I compare town. it to like, Michael Bay, too? Yeah, exact, exactly. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, that kind of we we kind of were okay with it 10 years ago and like with the first transformers or however long ago that was but it's not fucking okay anymore it's i don't just, think it ever was okay well i mean it it it, it was not it how, was how it, glaringly it, obvious it was in exactly. the greater context of the world and i'm yeah. and, and it just it made me fucking angry like that 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 you could be that blind to something so obvious right so, now. So, okay, well, so, like, so yeah, specific moments, like, the the kiss at the end, when he kisses her, it was, like, nothing about their interaction made it seem like that was something that could or should happen. Yeah. It was, just felt like it's <laughs> completely uncalled God, for it's assault. just gross. And, and, and the other character who's, I don't even know, the guy with the long hair who's awful, he... He's constantly commenting on. It. He's like, oh, 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 so he gets he gets to be with the like the most beautiful girl in the world, and I have to like go down like to the basement. Objects like, to be one. Fucking a. Like, just stop with that shit. Like, put some fucking thought into your characterization, and don't make them the most gross, sexist, shitty characters ever. Especially if you're gonna play one of them. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. The world now knows that you're gross. Like, what the hell? Well, Rant if, if over. anyone actually sees this movie, we'll oh see if we get God. an Insidious 5. Um. It just kills me. It really kills me. Right. Well, it's like, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's more about the care. Like, I, I thought, like, <laughs> how these people interact, both in that sense of, you know, how the two sexes interact with each other, those characters. Yeah. And just, like, their motivations from scene to scene. It's a small step away from the universe that Tommy Wiseau lives in, you know? <laughs> like, we're... It's just like, wait, what, the people talk in this way where it's just sort of this deliberate, yeah. like, saying what is happening. Um, <laughs> talk in the plot. What I tried to get down, yeah, some examples. Like, um, like at the beginning... She says she she gets the phone call uh, and is immediately like, I'll never take this case. And then with no deliberation in the next scene, she she's telling the boys, those two guys, about the case and then goes, which is why I have to do this. But you can't come. And then they show and then, up. Yeah, and then immediately the next scene, all they have to do is drive up and be excited about going. And she's like, oh, you too. By the way, in, in, in no universe can you buy a Winnebago like that for seven hundred dollars? They're like, oh we got it for seven hundred. No you didn't. I was wondering if they just spent that much alter fixing it like getting 
No, they actually no. They say they much. they bought it and and they're like, well, but two hundred. Well, this took place the... back in two thousand ten, Tim. Holy shit! You <laughs> have completely justified their argument. So like. <laughs> So with all those things, we're from scene to scene. We're like, no, I'll never go. Yeah, sure, I'm going. There's no actual like connection with her, right. those motivations. So why not just have her accept the case and never tell them not to join? Why not just yeah. have her be like, sure, I'll take the case, and then just not even be spoken, and the guys come with her? Why all these like fake like working against non-conflicts? Yeah, I mean, you could even just have her go, oh my god, this is this is really heavy. And, like, get to see her contemplate it. Just have her contemplate it. Watch her be unsure about a thing. That's enough. The, the, I'm, I'm putting my foot down and not making this, or not going with this, but then I am, is actually cheaper. It's, it's, it's not how people work. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of just, it's like, it's offensive in a way of, of like, do a little more like put a little more effort into how you construct a scene and how you construct a character's turmoil because there is no turmoil if she goes no okay fine like who gives a shit right it's like we're supposed to forget immediately and i guess people who like these i mean i think another kind of in in a similar vein example of this is is (laughs) when when uh spax kills straight murder he straight murders the guy who owns the house now because the guy who owns the house they discover that he's been uh, keeping captive a woman in his basement right and then he goes running around in the house after Specs with a gun right well Specs disarms him right it's all safe hits him in the back of the head knocks him out cold on the floor, gun flies across the floor, doesn't have a weapon anymore, and then <laughs> drops a, a fucking bureau on his head and kills him. It's not even a justifiable killing. It is straight up, I murdered a defenseless, Which, unconscious Do you remember the being. other people in the theater were actually, like, had that same reaction? Was like, yeah. what? <laughs> Which I actually should have mentioned that moment as something... I actually no, it's not something that worked for me. It's something I liked. It's something I enjoyed. <laughs> because it was so ridiculous and out of nowhere. It was if the whole movie was actually on that level versus sure. this awkward oh, yeah. middle ground of just like thinking it's good but not actually being good, if it actually was just consistently oh, god awful, like, you know, you're slapping your head against your forehead, then I may have actually said rent it. You know? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, there's I just ugh. Fuck. Um, it, this movie hurt me. It actually hurt me. So when was when were other moments you were feeling physical pain and <laughs> discomfort watching it? Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh my god. I don't I don't even know. Um where and what in the world was the place that that little Elise and then further in the movie they end up down in this sort of basement but it's not a basement like it's I guess an extension of the prison that's next door that connects to this house oh that was that was but it's in the house no that was metaphysical because it was beyond the red door no no I no that the the red door is in the basement yeah right but that basement Right. On the other on the on the reality side of the red door. Yeah. That's not a basement. That's like that's like a 
it's got like storage for the prison stuff and like oh, a weird right. generator. How does, how does this house no, actually connect to the it, prison? Exactly. And there's no, like the doorway is very odd. That actually that was down never there. clear because they sort of made it seem as if this place was like part of a prison but it wasn't actually it was just a house also there there is no payoff to the house being next to a prison yeah what is what is the payoff of that something about that there's, there's a lot of spirits there there's cell yeah no that's what i got was but that there's still, lots of spirits there th- there's no like there's no continuation of that thought yeah. other than the red door leads to a really long hallway that presumably resembles a cell block in a prison right but that's They're not reality. That's ideas. In, yeah, it's just loose and and not fulfilled in any way. It's and I'm not, just like, what the yeah. f- what? It, where are we? What's going on? Then there, there's too many doors. By the way, I get it. There's keys and there's doors in this movie. <laughs> I get it. But they are they are haphazardly thrown around, right? There's the door that's in the, to the to the place where you where where the uh, captives are chained up. There's the the door that's not really a door because there's like slats of wood that he initially the dad locks the little girl in Mm -hmm. but then the mom gets down there somehow without going through that door so she's apparently not locked in unless she found a key but we never see that there's like the red door which kind of pays off i guess only in in its symbolism that it's a gateway Uh, it's just there's too many doors I don't know at least delivered on the title the last key you need doors to put keys in I guess so the last key is the the, pinky finger the last key to the puzzle (laughs) oh god what puzzle there's no puzzle right well it was figuring out everything we figured out in it what the fuck did we figure out in it that this movie exists before the first two that these souls were being trapped (laughs) With by a key demon, but we don't even get to find and, out what the significance of the key demon is. You know, like in a lot of movies that deal with demons, they have the one scene that they're sort of like, "Ooh, you know, you you're you're possessed, right? You're possessed by this this by an entity, and it's you're exhibiting these characteristics. Let's open up, you know, this book about demons." or whatever, and identify what it is so that we can fight it. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's, I don't know the names of them, whatever. It's We haven't mentioned the whistle. Oh, God. That's true. But there's no, there's just, it's so surface level. That's my problem with it, is that the, it's like there's no fucking thought beyond just being like, oh, yeah, this will be cool, and then this, and then this. That's probably the best way to describe what I think of, like, the majority of these these Blumhouse films I've seen surface level surface level yeah go below the surface a bit that's what movies are meant to do that's why they exist write one more draft (laughs) just one more ask all these questions before we do and then answer them when you're writing a thing the second you go yeah that's that's it I'm I'm done I'm like that's good enough if you say that's good enough you better fucking write another draft Good enough is never... It, it's, oh, my God. There's no such thing as good enough. It's like put in... Yeah. Especially, that's why I said the first feeling I get when the credits come up is just how much... And you see the names come up is how much money these people yeah. made, which is then indication of how much money went into these movies. So it's like, why not just spend that extra time on the script? 
I guess it's just, I mean, there's obviously well, inner workings to this, right? Like well, when, when the studio wants like, to release it yeah. and like the time frame and stuff like that. I get it, but. But it's, no, you're right. It's because they will still make money. Yeah. They just don't even risk like, oh, maybe these bringing in. Because I think, you know, Lee Winnell is terrible as he is as a person, I guess is what we were maybe. saying. If that's I don't know. I don't know. Views on, views I on how think he's, he's. Misguided. Sorry. Yeah, he's missing the and point. This is against yeah, my point. own philosophy. I didn't mean to go back on no one's inherently a bad person. They are just a victim yeah. in some sense to their own demons. And, and, and actually, fact. for but, all we know, none of the cringy things in this movie that we're bitching about were Lee Winnell's. Winnell. I guess said Wilson. Right? I was combining them with Patrick Wilson. Yeah. I, I mean, like. there's a chance that this, you know, there's some producer or studio exec or whatever who's like yeah, yeah yeah but like let's make sure that we get this in there that's possible yeah. that happens all the time well i was just gonna say you can see though like where i mentioned you know their strengths as far as those fun gimmick things were right. probably him so just to have someone who's why not combine him and have him work with someone you know whose shows actually bringing something below the surface looking yeah. at things below the surface now to be fair lee winnell didn't direct this adam robitel did um, so, you know, obviously, if but but, but, but he still went along. These with are it. all <laughs> right, but these are all like this. These are the same as the other. The uh, what's the main, the guy who started all this this franchise? Jason Blum? No, no. Oh, oh, oh. Um, uh, yeah. They. Uh, um, I don't remember. <laughs> it's it's interchangeable with his directing because the original ones were were. James Wan. That's what that was the name I was working for. James I, Wan. I think he was was he the original director yeah. of the first one? Yeah. Okay. And he's the one that's like sort of the name that's attached to Yeah, this, he's this like an universe. exec producer. But for this. me it's like when you I don't know, when I I've seen the first Insidious and Conjuring 2, which I believe he directed both of. And like this different director, it didn't bring anything different to it, you know? No. Yeah. Well, I mm, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I don't know. It didn't. Yeah. Okay. Well. He 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 said I don't want you know clown makeup. <laughs> right. So good job. I guess. <laughs> or that just happened somehow. Um, I still I don't even know what the what <laughs> the key hand thing. It sort of feels to me like somebody somebody just saw a design. You know, like they went to a gallery and saw you know, some artists design, you know, a piece of art with a hand that had keys on the end of it. Yeah. And they're like, that's, yeah, and cool. Then you said they stopped there after saying, yeah, Yeah, cool. they stopped there. Um, like, we don't know why, other than this key demon wants to imprison pe- people's souls, there's also this sort of line of, like, I want to open all the doors. Yeah. Which I think is, is an attempt to connect the, the movies. Right, because at a couple points when they're in the further, you know, they they are trying to get out and they come upon doors and they open them and their references to moments in the other movies sort of being like, hey, check it out, like remember that time in Insidious Two when Dalton, you know, sees a door open on its own. This is this is what was happening on the other side of the door. Who gives a shit? I'm sorry, yeah, I and you just talking about that was your point exactly. I just lost you. I don't care about these it, it, details exact, or anything. Like, which just I think, because just because you were like, see, 
it, it means nothing. Tim, I don't want to give this movie any more time. We're just kind of going okay, in circles cool. here. Yeah, I agree. Um, we didn't like it. Things There's, of note? It's a bad movie. Yes. <laughs> Things of note. Things of note! <laughs> this should be interesting. I think it's, I like how it's, or I mean, I, it was noteworthy. I won't say I like that it is a fourth one. I sure. think that's when things become like, okay, how are they continuing to just expand this universe? It's yeah. interesting and noteworthy when a film and a horror franchise becomes a franchise and having a fourth one to it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was, I was looking at YouTube when I was, uh, watched the trailer and I sent you those screen grabs where it was like this wasn't in the movie at all. That was interesting. Yeah, what's that? Um, but I was looking at the comments and like people said, fourth one sucked. And my response, cool. I was like, how? So the first three were good? <laughs> like everything that was terrible about this one, like it's like the same as all these. So that was interesting yeah. to me. That was noteworthy that somehow someone who liked the previous Insidiouses did not like this one. I would be really, really curious. Yeah. If you're one of these people, please, please let me know why this one didn't work for you and the others Yeah, did. I mean, I on, a, on the flip side, I, I leading up to this, I heard a couple reviews and read a couple being like, this one's actually good and scary. I'm like, well, I, that's cool that you thought so, yeah. but... When you have that kind of extreme polar opposites of reviews, I think it sort of says something, right? It says mm-hmm. that it's, something's not working, mm-hmm. you know? So, I, know. I um, Another thing that got me thinking I thought was interesting was, like, that question of why do I enjoy, like, the Friday the 13th series hmm. or, like, other movies that are, like, you know, quote-unquote bad films but not these films I have an opinion about that yeah I think that those films had underlying thematic things going on in them that 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 were in relation to the time they were made that like actually spoke to something a little bit broader and and sort of significant than than this does this this movie is disconnected from our current time and reality. I don't think those films, though, had any... That that was intentional, though, if that's true. That could be true. I and think, it just happened to work. But then also, like, I think it's... Well, what, what... Those, like, a slasher film, those are true to the time because what's fun is the characters that get killed off, they're always just these mm. stereotypes of, like... Of well, you know, teen- teenagers, young people are right. sort of emblematic of the times and what the latest things are. Right. So that's consistent because I mean, I liked the Friday, the 2009 Friday the 13th, and you know, all the originals, sure. and it's because you had 2009 people getting <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, stereotypes, yeah. not people getting killed off. Yeah, um, and that there's but even that, even that construct. Yeah, I think it was that's, just the construct. We know it works. Right. This construct just it's. It was floating around like in this, nowhere. The people are not people. They don't talk yeah. like people. They don't interact like people. But it's still, I mean, maybe it's just the simplicity of like the formula of just the kills 
you know, and it's an R, it's rated R movie, so it just has that. Wait, this going. was rated R? No, 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 oh. those movies are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was, true. these are, that's what I'm saying, maybe yeah. those work because they're R-rated, gotcha. and it's a sort of, like, about the gore and about mm-hmm. the novelty of the kills, and, like, how are they gonna, you know, how is Jason yeah. gonna kill him? When this, it's it's more sort of all down to, you know, the the gimmicks of the creature designs, but yeah. it's, like, still And there really that. aren't any kills except for the straight-up murder. yeah. I don't know, but it's like, but this still has, Insidious movies, Insidious 4, it still has its its things that are unique to it. Like I was saying, I was commending the creature yeah. design. Yeah. So like, but, and liking the story, mm-hmm. but like, still, why wasn't working? I also thought like, maybe, maybe it's, um, like in these, it feels like the movie thinks it's good because it actually has sort of this heavy content in it of like mm. a child abuser, right? Wife abuser, you know, drunk parent. So it's as if it's like, oh, this is as serious as as it's like puts itself on the same level of The Shining or something like that. But in a you way, know, in its drama, I, I I could even get on board with being mad about the concession of oh, well, he wasn't really an abusive dad because he was possessed by this thing. Mm-hmm. It sort of undercuts the fact that you're addressing a, a pretty serious and, like, for lack of a better word, insidious <laughs> thing that exists in our world. And being like, yeah, but in this case, he, you know, he's really not right. that But, I mean, guy. from and the get-go... Like, that's cutting the, it off at the knees. But it's still those really heavy, you yeah, know, yeah, ideas and themes where I feel like the movie is just sort of does... It's just almost... I don't want to say as far as like insulting, but it's just more like it's not respectful somehow. Right. Of this. When to have a movie that's fully well, you know, at Friday the Thirteenth is just kids getting killed off. Right. It's that simple. And I guess though, but you have like you could say bullying. You know, that's the inception of the to Jason character. So maybe those are serious things, but that's still True. done in this like it's done more in the slasher films. Like it's a like this is a uh, uh, what are they called? Um, like an uh, allegory? No, no, you know, like a, a story that goes around in real life that may or may not be true. Oh, uh, yeah, I know what you a mean. A legend? Yeah. What, what are those a, called? Yeah, yeah, the legends yeah. in the evil, scary sense. Like an urban legend. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, it's a, that sort of that sense Yeah. having that about it, which this yeah. one... It's almost cautionary tale-ish, and, you know, like, this, there's nothing like that in this. Yeah. So. Right. I don't know what the thread to connect to this mm-hmm. could be. In a, even in a in a broad way, yeah, like uh, face your past, face your demons. Okay. Well, your I hope uh, I I have one I have yes. one thing of note. This is a shout out to a friend of mine who's in this movie. She was a stunt performer. She was the stunt performer for uh, the. Um, What's the character's name? The one of the nieces, uh, Imogen. Imogen, right? Uh, her name's Amanda Hall. She was a stunt person in this, and uh, good job. I don't know which stunt was yours. I think it's when you got thrown up against the wall. So, That's cool. That so, is noteworthy. We should yeah, get some behind the scenes tidbits that we. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll let you know. Yeah, I'm sure I could find. A, she's probably posted some stuff of working on it. So co- well, cool. Congratulations. We tip tip good our job. hats to you too. Good job, Amanda. Amanda. Um. Great, and I think uh, last time when we were seeing this movie, we got excited about, we were sort of like going down a list of horror movies mm. and thinking what to watch next. That's right. So, yeah, and a part of the spirit of this podcast, if you can tell, since we weren't really getting, we haven't really been talking in such a way, like, um, 
trying to catch you up too too much with the specific yeah. specifics of the story. So really, I think we're going for like we're hoping you can view the film and then just sort of, you know, uh, sit in the room with us to talk about it as right. if it were. Yeah, um, and definitely if we get you know once that we're we're out there and you know, we'll, we'll we we want to be engaging like actually with you not just as as you're the listener so like when using twitter or whatever we'll yeah. we'll, we'll we'll be communicating so right we'll, so we'd love we'd love to hear from people and talk about it so um i don't know what our timeline is yet of the releases if they're yeah. gonna be out whatever but uh anyway yeah the next one we want to watch what was it called I, i'm pretty sure it's called the asylum it's it's a i believe 1971 british film an anthology um, and it's anthology yeah right we were um, looking at non-hammer exactly it sort uh, of was, films. was considered kind right. of a, a a answer or a um competitor i guess to the hammer films um so we're going to check that out it looks pretty interesting and was on a, a list of of horror films a lot of these lists that i i pull up is like great horror films are kind of they're a little obvious yeah and this one actually had quite a few movies that I was like oh shit they put they you know they put like Evil Dead 1 and oh, a little wind here they put Evil Dead 1 and 2 as number 7 of, of 50 and I'm like thank you because <laughs> it is awesome and they put the fly in the top 15 you know what I mean and I'm like okay yeah. cool they they have a, a similar sensibility as what uh, was to, this to list me. in case anyone's wondering I don't know wasn't I it find it. were you just looking at <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes that that was the first one I looked at and it was that one was a little too typical Okay. This one, I'll, I'll find it, and I'll, I'll, I'll throw it up on Twitter or something. Um, but, yeah, if you want to find us, uh, I'm at Tim Aslin on Twitter, so A-S-L-I-N. I have a I have a Twitter. That's my name, at Ryan McDuffie, and a Instagram. That's at Mayor McDuffie. But uh, you can get to both of those and see my work at my website, ryanmcduffie.com. And to clarify, that's Mayor like like the mayor of a of a city yes not a mayor a female horse correct <laughs> cool <laughs> we don't want to miss you know misguide you <laughs> so. all right well we'll keep it real keep it scary yeah, and, and if, if we learn anything from insidious it's uh remember everyone has their demons that's true and and uh it, yeah if you get a chance to check out uh, the asylum before we uh, release the that episode. Get on it. All right. I want to hear your thoughts. Cool. All right, Tim. It's been fun. Yeah, buddy. Bye. Right. See ya. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>